Welcome to another edition of the first with Jimmy Murphy and Joe Gill here on CLNS Media. I am Jimmy Murphy. Joe Gill is with me. Mr. Gill, how are you, my friend? I'm good. Uh, I'm in my new uh, palace in Groton and uh, recovering from my axe injury, so I'm doing well. Groton? You mean like, uh, are we talking cheese here? What, what are you talking about? Oh, oh, I don't know. Do you know what Groton Mass is? I do know who Groton Mass is. I, All I, right. I, I'm, just try, I'm just trying to be a stand-up comedian, but I'm sitting down and it didn't work. All so. right. Ooh. There we go. I'm here all night. <laughs> here all night, my friend. <laughs> you know, as some of the people that will listen to this podcast uh, did not know, as we were segueing and sort of lining it up, we were talking um, cheap wine and cheap IPAs. And, uh, yes. you know, I, they don't sponsor us, but I would love for them to, so I'll give them a plug. Oh, I, I, I really think, Joe, Wegmans, check it out. You and anyone else who likes uh, – Tasty beers and tasty wine. They've got great samples. I've actually uh, kind of manipulated it where I can get a buzz if I go there from three thirty to five thirty on a Friday afternoon. Uh, just walk around like changing like yeah, shirts. Yeah, well, the thing it. is, they change shifts every twenty minutes. You know, so like, just but it is what it is. It did, but yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you get these interns and they don't know, and they're just like, yeah, sure, have another. So oh, the promo, it, yeah, the promo girl, promo girls, yeah, I, I got gotcha. you. I, I definitely think it's a good place to go if you want to taste some new beers and new wines. Uh, Wegmans is the place to go. Uh, let's get into the Bruins beat right now. A lot has happened, Joe, since we last uh, chatted here on Bruins Beat on CLNS Media. Um, I had Joe Haggerty on for the second episode, and because of life happening for both of us. Uh, We just haven't really been able to nail it down and do this third episode. Here we are now. We're like mid-July. We're we're definitely deep into the offseason. We've had, well, we don't usually have this. Uh, We've had a expansion draft. We Mm -hmm. had the NHL entry draft. We've had free agency kickoff. There's mm-hmm. still free agents trickling in. There's players in arbitration, one of them being Ryan Spooner, who I'm sure we'll get to in a bit. Um, but I just – I want to get your impression, Joe, if you can just think back to, you know, heading into the expansion draft and where they are now. What's your take yeah. on the Bruins offseason so far? Well, Colin Miller, I mean, he's kind of one of those guys that I guess just did not blossom to what we wanted. And uh, everybody, you know, said it was clogged before and not playing the young kids, but then he wasn't getting ice time even with uh, Bruce Cassidy. So it looks like he may have been, you know, maybe not what we thought he was when we traded for him. Um, the thing that kind of scratched my head, Jimmy, is about, uh, you know, McIntyre, great signing. I liked him when he came up here uh, playing backup. He kind of was set to fail because the Bruins were playing like absolute dog shit when he was uh, up here, but he, I think he played well on that. But you tell me about Malcolm Subban. Why? <laughs> I, I don't. I don't see it. I don't understand why they signed him. Okay, we'll we'll get to that in a second. Okay. But I, I'm just. I'm interested more. Like when you were coming into this offseason, all right? You look yes. at their lineup. and you kind of say in your head what they need, what they don't need, yeah, yeah. what they should do. All right, they they went into the draft, or they went in. Let's just say they went into the expansion draft and the draft. So it was almost like, I mean, not for nothing. It's two trade deadlines combined in one, and we all know 
since the salary cap era began, I think you'll agree with me that the entry draft has become really the trade deadline. The trade deadline's a freaking right. joke, right? I mean, this is when we really see action. There were a lot of moves made. I mean, those first two days into the draft, there were some moves made, man. And, you know, so I I, I guess your expectations, and if you can think back, because we didn't have a chance to to talk, think back to how you felt when you came out of draft weekend, what you thought of the Bruins at that point. Did they meet your expectations? Did they do what you wanted? Were you happy with what they did or didn't do? Talk to me about that. Yeah, I mean, you know, we all talked about defensive help. I don't know if they did a whole lot on that. I think they were just waiting for all these kids to really come to fruition here. I mean, um, I think a lot, you know, uh, I guess um, the camp they just had with all the rookies and so forth, I think that went pretty well. I mean, uh, you know, some of the kids really sparkled. I think they're going to, you know, Dabrowski and, uh, you know, Bork and stuff like that. I think those guys are really going to pretty much probably break the lineup. People are already having them, you know, actually uh, – on Crutchy's line and, and by, things by like that. By the way, Joe, don't mean to interrupt you though. Um, if Bjork makes the team, now we're yes. both we're both pretty much the same age, right? I mean, yes. early forties here. Uh, like, sure. remember that weirdo? Like, I think she was Finnish or she's from like those Viking countries. Bjork, the singer, remember her? Oh yes, I have one of her songs. Yes, right, so I'm, do, she's from Iceland actually. But. Yeah, yeah. Do do we? I mean, do the does TD Garden play that when he scores or, you know? Oh, sure. I mean, that was kind of like, I, I don't know about you, but I was, when she was really hitting it in the States, it, yeah. it, it was kind of like that, you know, college. Oh, yeah, yeah. Late, uh, late night yeah. hookup, sex music with the hippie girl. <laughs> yeah, doing a shot, doing I, a hit I of mean, oh, so, so like, is, is that cool music or no? No, 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 she didn't. Yeah, I'm not I mean, thinking that, so either. Yeah, that was like a late night and doing weird stuff that you so shouldn't be doing. We're gonna we're gonna forget the fact that he spells his name the same exact way as that singer, freaky early '90s Iceland singer. We're gonna forget that. But all right, go on with your thoughts. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> tangent, tangent. Uh, <laughs> um, then the uh, the kid they they drafted in the first round from Finland, I believe. Um, I mean, you know, all the, I mean, I'm not really, the, I'm not really feeling anything in, you know, in the, uh, in the uh, loins. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not too warm. Yeah, I'm really. Not, they, they were comparing him to Paul Coffey, by the way. Oh like, God! S- settle down, Beavis. Speaking yeah. of early '90s here, like, settle are we talking down. Paul? Are we talking Paul Coffey, Edmonton, Pittsburgh? Are we talking Paul Coffey, Bruins? Because it could be. Like I don't that. care if we're talking Paul Coffey, Bruins. No, like from ah. what from what my sources tell me in the in the, in the scouts I know around the NHL, they went completely off the board, like they did. Two years ago with Frederick. Yep. So, like, you know, settle down. I mean, it, 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 and it's not nice to the kid either. You know what I mean? I don't yeah, care if, right. he's, if he's if he's really good. You just don't put those lofty expectations on anyone, let alone somebody who is probably going to suck. Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think they kind of lucked out with the three kids they drafted a, lot, a couple of years ago because they're all coming along pretty nicely. Yeah. So, they, you know, they lucked out there. I mean, I'm just not – I, I'm not too excited. They haven't done much. I think I saw an article out there. Maybe it was on Comcast. Maybe it was Joe, what have you, that the Bruins are just banking on and trying to get too young. I'm like, now, now, now too young is bad. Like, what are we doing here? You know, it's like mm-hmm. they can't win. I think they're doing exactly what they need to do, like the Chicago Blackhawks blueprint. Get rid of some of the junk, like the Jimmy Hayes of the world, and bring up some of the young kids and 
take your lumps and move, you know, ju- just watch them mature. I mean, that's what they got to do. I mean, they're not winning a cup for a good couple of years, right, at least. And uh, I think they just need to have these kids get, you know, get in there, get some NHL playing time and just really, uh, you know, grow into their bodies and grow into the game. I'm with you, bud. And, you know, I'll tell you, like, I came out of that whole draft weekend into free agency. I wasn't expecting much. First of all, I don't care what team we're talking about. I wasn't expecting much. I mean, this was a, yeah. a, a, a crummy draft by all accounts. Uh, and that's no offense to the kids in it. Just, it, you know, compared to drafts we've had in the past couple of years, this David, wasn't yeah. exactly a great draft. I mean, I heard my good friend Pierre Maguire say, look, this is this is the worst draft than since really? 2002. I mean, 2003 Oof. was probably the best draft of our generation of, of uh, literally maybe of you and I, li- our lifetime, Joe. Um, yeah. But – you know, he said, look, this is one of those drafts where you, you just take what you can get. But my problem was there was a kid who I've kind of, I don't know, through people I know, told me to keep an eye on him. I, I, I kind of watched him. And I got excited because I felt like with a crapshoot draft like this, he might be available where the Bruins were picking. And right. he was. And they didn't take him. And then the guy that was in charge of drafting for the Bruins, Keith Gretzky, who's now yep. in Edmonton under their former GM, Peter Chiarelli, mm-hmm. <laughs> takes him at 22nd overall. And that's Kyle y- Yamamoto, who I, I don't know. I, I kind of look at this kid like Josh Hosang with the Islanders, but with less luggage. And he's right. just – he's so – He's so dynamic. Like he's very raw. Like I, yeah. I, I think you know. I don't. I don't see him breaking Oilers lineup now, or maybe in three years. But like he's a sick talent there. And and in a draft like this, I don't know, man. Like that's maybe to me where scouting really comes in. You know what I mean? Like where where really it's more important. To have those guys who have gone into the boondocks, who have gone and made those trips into northern Manitoba or, you know, wherever it's been and, 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 and drove, uh, driven through, like, blizzards uh, to, to find that, that diamond in a rough. And right. here this guy is, and he's right there for you. And then your director of scouting from last year takes him and you don't. That's what stung me. Well, you know what? I mean, the Peter Shirelli train, I heard that's starting to derail in Edmonton anyway. So give it time before he destroys that franchise as well. I'm not going to worry about Edmonton at all. I think, uh, you know, yeah, he's going he's, he's to kill that team too. I mean, uh, really? 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 See, Joe, you and I, I think what we need to do, we're going to have an episode since we've got a lot of time to kill in the summer here <laughs> and not a lot of topics. We're going to have an episode where we sit down in person with a bottle of Jameson in front of us. Okay. And we're going to duel on that because I completely, <laughs> 100% disagree with you. I am sick and tired of Peter Chiarelli being scapegoated in this town, let alone Claude Julian. You want to point some blame at people, you can point at the guy that's... That, no, well, we'll get to him. But <laughs> you can point, and this is a good segue into one of our topics we want to talk about right now, because really there wasn't much to talk about with Jacob, the offseason oh, here. Jacob, uh, gotcha. 
You can point at the guy who decided to stiff youth hockey for the last 24 years here in Boston. Uh, okay? And then is elected into the Hall of Fame as a builder. Before, this is before it came out. Granted. That's fine it was before it came out, but he still did it before oh, it yes, came out. Yes. Okay? And who do you think got him into the Hall of Fame? Oh, anyone that he licked, whoever's undercarriage he licked. Yeah. <laughs> no, him. Oh, he voted. <laughs> that's right, he's on the board, yeah. Come on, dude. Like, Jeremy <laughs> Jacobs runs the NHL. When are people going to get that? And oh, he's the reason for the last and, walkout. And, 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 okay, so let's get into this story, Joe, for all listeners that don't know. Uh, three youths from Hyde Park, Mass. Yep, yep. Uh, we're looking to get some funding for their local hockey rink and other recreational or park projects around their community. Um, and, and they did a, re- a lot of research why the, it wasn't there and why their hockey rink hasn't had a dime dedicated to it since 1990. Now, at the time, 1990 was the MDC. And for those who don't right. know, those youngins that are listening to us right now or people that are not from Boston – MDC pretty much came to creation because of the great Bobby Orr. And when Bobby Orr uh, basically just blew hockey up here and, you know, and made hockey God for a number of years here in the Boston area, uh, the, the state created a a committee called the MDC um, and they took care of, you know, hockey rinks and basketball courts and, and pools and all that. And then as time went on, I think it, it became, I think it was actually after this whole incident took place, more late 90s into the 2000s, it became DCR. But back to the story. So these kids go in there and they're like trying to figure out, you know, why haven't, why haven't we been able to get a good hockey rink here? Why hasn't anything been done? And they did a lot of research and they stumbled upon a contract between... Um, the former, it, when it went up, it was called the Fleet Center. So the people that were building the Fleet Center, led by Jeremy Jacobs, the owner of the Bruins, um, and the DCR, or I guess at that time, the MDC. And there was an agreement made contingent upon them being granted the permission to build this building. Now, I, I, I give Jeremy Jacobs a lot of credit. He put way more money into it than most city, you know, most rink owners or team owners do. They're always looking for tax money. I give him a little credit there that he was putting most of his money into it. But in order to get this building built, he signed a deal with the city that every year that this rink that is now the TD Garden was in existence, he would hold (laughs) three fundraisers a year and donate all the funds to the DCR to do what these kids were looking to do, and that's build up their rink in Hyde Park, which has not been renovated since 1990. They did their due diligence. God bless these kids. And I, I'm i going to tell you right now for our listeners, and uh, and we'll publish it on CLNS Media. It will also be on my website, murphyshockeylaw.net. I'm working on a story on this right now to further show you the fraud that Jeremy fraud. Jacobs is. No, no, no. I mean, it, it's disgusting. It really is. 
Oh, I mean, I he completely agree with you. Has I mean, not. Wait, talking. wait, wait, wait. Let, let's just let our listeners know that everyone hasn't heard this, and you can find this. Go to Boston Globe or Boston.com and Google, you know, TD Garden, uh, Rink, uh, Hyde Park. It will come up. Do it up there. We'll post the link. We've posted it on Twitter. Both of us have put this up there on Facebook. He has not honored this deal at all. No, no, he didn't just do it a few years and stop or do it a year or a year here, there. He has not honored it for 24 goddamn years. Okay? And this is a guy that somehow in November is going into the Hall of Fame as a quote-unquote builder. Would that not be building what he was supposed to do? And you tell me, besides his own profits, namely that building and everything else around this town and everything in Buffalo and Delaware North, you tell me, what has he built for anyone else but himself, Joe? What has this fraud built for anyone else than himself? I want your take on this, Joe. Oh, well, I, I, I know he, he sucked forever. I mean, he was responsible for the last lockout. <laughs> I mean, the last, much. no, he's responsible for both. He's responsible for 2004-05, a whole season, and he's responsible for that joke in 2012 where we just basically had a season in 2013. I mean, I'm just waiting for the next lockout. I mean, it's every, what, six to eight years. So, I mean, it's just pretty much going to happen again. We know that. No, but really, I mean, I mean, it, I mean off the top of your head, you follow the game like I do. You're a very knowledgeable guy when it comes to Bruins and it comes to hockey in the New England area. I mean, when you say Jeremy Jacobs, does the word builder ever click in your head? No. Destroyer. <laughs> Money swindler. Um, let's see. Well, I'll Fat. tell you what does. And I hope when we, when, we, when we mix this in and we put it out for... Uh, the listeners on CLNS Media, we can find a soundbite here, hint, hint to our producers. Uh, it, it reeks of Montgomery Burns in The Simpsons. And I've been ah, saying yes. this forever. He yes. is, he looks like, he talks like, <laughs> and he acts like Montgomery Burns. He is the real-life version, and I swear to God, the creators are hockey fans, and they know this, and he is the epitome of Montgomery Burns. I mean, you look at, I mean, he doesn't live here, you know what I mean? So he has no really best interest. You got, you know, Bob Kraft, he's a, he's a New England guy, he's a season ticket holder. That's why he loves his team so much. He puts his money. Jeremy J, this is an investment to him. This don't mean shit. Everything's all he wants an investment. That's all he cares about. It wouldn't matter if he was from, like, it, he's from Buffalo. Everything's an investment. Okay? And let me tell you this. When they sent that news release out, that he had been inducted in the hall. First of all, I'm going to tell our listeners right there. I know this for a fact. The Bruins had Cam Neely, who's on the board, push this beyond belief. And it went to within one hour of submitting and announcing the selections. It was a deadlock. And I don't know who broke it in Jacob's favor. I'm trying to find out. But I am telling you, that's how close it was. And I have a good feeling that it was fixed. When it came down to that point, it was fixed. And I get it. I get that he's done a lot for the owners. 
I get that he's done some things for small market, and people say, well, Nashville would have made, wouldn't have made the Stanley Cup final if not for Jeremy Jacobs. Eh, yes and no. I don't think he gives a shit about Nashville. But dude, do do you remember? Do you remember during the parade uh, before what he said to Manili? That was another thing. He like completely and yet, just and yet and yet this and yet he he's, <laughs> he's basically his puppet. Cam yeah. Neely is it's Jeremy Jacobs' puppet. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Cam Neely so, of all guys. I'm I'm just trying <laughs> to tell you, like this is such a crock, and it is so wonderful that this story came out oh. within under a month of him being inducted as a quote unquote builder. Okay, and 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 back to what I was saying in the press release, Joe. In the press release, go back and read it. It's public knowledge. It talks about how the Bruins Foundation has dedicated over $23 million to charities since 1993. Okay, here, here's my two points on this. A, whose money is that that they're dedicating? <laughs> oh, that's right. Those are dedications and donations from fans, from companies, not from the Bruins. So it's not their money that they're donating. So first of all, fraud there, okay? Second of all, all right, we're sitting here and we're, we're, they're saying they've donated $23 million since 1993. <sighs> really? So, like, you think that's a lot? Because when oh, I was bro. living in Montreal, P.K. Subban donated $10 million of his own money out of his own pocket to a hospital. Not, not oh, fans' money. Montreal got upset about that and traded them. Yeah. They not, weren't included. Not, not, not fans' money. Not company's money. His own pocket money. His money. Okay? And that was in one day. And the Bruins are bragging about $23 million in, what, 1993? So we're kind of like... 25 years, huh? Yeah. Okay. Years. So I don't math well, but, you know... You don't shut up. <laughs> I mean, this is this is ridiculous, and it's such a joke. And I, I'm going to be there, Joe, and I and I'm going to do my best to make sure that we do a podcast live from there. And you better goddamn be free that weekend. We are okay. going to the Hall of Fame, and we will be at Mark Recchi's party for the Hall of Fame. Uh, and, I wish I could give and we will be. No, you're coming. I okay. You, you, you better. You better. You better. <laughs> You better cut the lawn. You better do whatever the heck your your wife needs you to do right now. Ducking my ass up there. Like you you get in her good graces right now because I right. will get us credentialed for that, and we will be going to the Hockey Hall of Fame. In fact, when is that? I just got my uh, my three D glasses from the Hockey Hall of Fame. We'll talk about that in another podcast. But we will be going to that. Okay. When and, is that, my friend? And we will be there. And I am challenging. Jeremy Jacobs right now, and I'll, I'll gladly send a formal email to sit down with us on a podcast and explain himself over I, the, I, over the yeah, DCR, over all the things that he's done to not build the game but hurt the game and show us how he's built the game. Jeremy Jacobs, the gauntlet is laid down. Here Ooh. on Bruins Beat, you have been challenged. 
The Bruce Feet Beatdown on Jeremy Jacobs by Jimmy Murphy. It's no, coming, baby. How about you? Yeah, hey, 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 don't leave me hanging, bud. You're a teammate here. All right. By Jimmy <laughs> Murphy and Joe Gibbs. Joe and Joe versus Jacobs. We are challenging Jeremy Jacobs. We are offering him a come on. We will give him free reign to explain why he should be going into the Hall of Fame as a builder. There you go. The challenge is laid down. Building of his empire. That's about it. And why do you get the feeling that this is not going to happen? Oh, he sucks, man. I hope he doesn't. I, I just did. Oh, you notice that not even Charlie could give a quote. Charlie, God, he's a, what, what a puppet he is too. Well, he just made me sick when they hold up the cup too busy riding horses. Unbelievable. Do you know what? If they spent some money in the freaking late '80s when that team was such a freaking juggernaut, they could have probably beat the Oils one of those two years. Well, that's, but no. that's what I don't get about why Cam Neely is such a defender. I mean, again, I know, he's, right? he's paying his paycheck. I get it. Right. I mean, obviously, I, I get. But at the same time, it's like like you pointed out, he he publicly shot him down. When really it's not Cam Neely's fault that they win, didn't win the cup when he was a player. It's Jeremy Jacobs fault that he didn't spend two cents extra to get that extra player to help Ray Bork and Cam Neely and all those greats, Andy Moog, Adam Oates, all those guys who came through the the Boston Garden and, and, and put on the black and gold, put on the spoke B, God bless them, when you and I were fans and we became Bruins fans. It's, it's not Cam Neely's fault. And, and how oh, dare no. he say that? And, and that's Kimball why Neely. it kills me right now where Cam Neely yeah. is. And, and, yeah, I, and know. I know I know that Cam Neely does not like me for a lot of things I've printed and said on Twitter. and I said doesn't like any press. Yeah, I'm pretty hard on him, though, but he's pretty hard on me. But I'd love to have Cam Neely on our podcast because I, I, I don't have anything against him. In fact, I feel for him. I feel for anyone that works for Jeremy Jacobs or has to work, or it gets even worse, or has to work with Charlie Jacobs. So, dude, when I, when I was out of work, I saw that the, the you know they were hiring Delaware North. I'm like, there's no way I could work for him. I mean, I, no way. I couldn't even do it. Couldn't even apply. Working for the Bruins would be great, but I couldn't work for that clown. <laughs> you know what I would couldn't do, do though? I'd rather be homeless. I, al- I almost would like to fill out an application right now and say, I dare I'd you. love to work for you, but could you please give the money owed to the DCR and all the local rinks? I, I wonder how that's going to get fixed. Because if if he goes and like you does it now, it's even worse. Like Just accept it. You were a swindling bastard. And don't go and try to fix it now. It's a little late. It's 25 years later. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm just – look, I, I, I think it's great. I do think he has done some great things. I'm not going to take that away from – but this, this idea lately from Bruins Nation and, – and go ahead. I want them to shoot at us right now, Joe, but I think you're going to agree with me. Don't give me this – well, you know, he spends to the cap every year. Oh, yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah. Big freaking deal. Jimmy Hayes, great. Yeah, he was a great spend. It was awesome. Joe, let me ask him. Who created that cap? Um, would it be Jerry Jacobs? Yeah. <laughs> so why are we giving him credit to follow a game plan that he created? Big deal. Ooh, I, mean, I know. Do you think if, it was, if there was not a salary cap, the Bruins, are you in agreement with me, they still yep. would have won a Stanley Cup? Are we in agreement? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, all right, all right. We've blasted the man enough. Let, let, let's move on right now. 
What else is on your mind, Joe? I mean, so, lots of listeners. Yeah, so, what do you want to see for the rest of the summer from the Boston Bruins? So the people, the people and myself, you know, and I, I've seen people, uh, Mark Aldridge from uh, Black and Gold, like tell us, tell people to calm down about Pasternak. But like, why? What, what? What are we waiting for here? Just lock the kid up. Let's go. What's your take? My take, Joe, is it, it's okay. So I'm sure you saw my tweets where. I disagreed, and I already did it earlier on this podcast right now. I I don't blame Peter Chiarelli, but I definitely think that Don Sweeney's waiting for Peter Chiarelli to set the market with uh, okay. with Leon Dreisaitl. All right, and I think the problem is Chiarelli might be waiting for Don Sweeney to do it. Oh, who's, oh God, here so we go. It's kind of like a who believes first. Yeah. And look, whoever does it, I don't blame what the other contract is. Look, I would not... I got to say something right now. I know I defend Peter Chiarelli, but I also defend pretty much every GM right now, Joe. I I got to tell you right now, being an NHL GM is not easy because there is an ever-evolving market. And, like, young kids... Let's let's disregard Connor McDavid, Austin Matthews, and maybe Jack Eichel will put in that category. Maybe I, I'm not really sold on Jack Eichel yet. It's another discussion, but well, he gets a bit. You know, he, he bitches and complains a lot for what twenty year old. So okay, but but all I'm saying is let's disregard this the absolute epitome superstar young talent. Right? Let's talk about the second tier, and that's that's the big thing right now, Joe and. You know, I got to tell you, man, if we're still doing this podcast in 2019 or 2020, we're not going to have much to talk about, man. Well, Jimmy, I got a challenge right now. So why do you like Shirelli so much? I need to know. Well, you don't think he- all right. You, you, you want the honest? I'm going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yes. throw it all right now. Yes. OK. I mean, I can't. We're going to do another show where we, like I said, we're going to save it for another show maybe oh, okay. uh, All right. in the upcoming month. But short story, like short synopsis, I mean, I don't know about you, man. I'm not going to lie. I was Bruins fans growing up. You know, like, dude, 39 years. Um, all right. Yeah. I, I, no, I agree. I mean. Okay. Wait, 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 one. wait. Let me finish. Okay. Yeah. So 39 years. I mean, for Red Sox fans, there was 2004. For Bruins fans, there's 2011. Yeah. Okay? Theo Epstein. Did he screw up after 2004? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he did. People kind of turn a blind eye to that, though, right? Why? They want an 07. <laughs> okay. And he won an 04. First one in 86 okay, years. Okay, so yeah. he won an 07. Yeah. Well, guess what? Chiarelli put the team in place to win in 2013, and it's not his fault that Tuka Rask shit the bet in the last two minutes of Game uh, Six. Okay, it's not his, right. wait, wait, and I love Tuka. I'm not blaming Tuka, mm-hmm. but it's not his fault that the team. It, there's a point where it becomes the responsibility of the team on the ice. Okay, gotcha. he gotcha. put he put the Bruins organization in place to win two cups in three years. They failed to do so in 2013. I don't blame that on Peter Shirelli, and anyone does, in my opinion, is a goddamn idiot because he wasn't on the ice. Okay, and same I goes for same goes for 2014. 
he wasn't on the ice. What he did in that year after, I put a lot of blame on him. And I'm totally with everybody there. He screwed it up. And he deserved... I don't know if he deserved to be fired, but he definitely deserved to be raked through the coals and questioned. I think he should have survived it and given more of a chance to come out of it. But he definitely deserved the ridicule he got. But please do not tell me that what happened in Game 6 against Chicago is a... A GM no, 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 not at all. Okay. That, that series, if it went, if it, if it, if, and if he wins walk, that, if he wins that, Joe, my question to you is, are we having this conversation? Probably no, not. we're not. Probably not. Okay. But, you know, like, so what I'm trying to off, say Andrew is, I look, Joe, I look at it this way. I look at it this way. You, you take over an organization that it, in 2006 07, when he took over, okay? If there had been a women's hockey league like there is now, would have been more popular than that. Okay? Right. And that's no shot on women's hockey. But if there had been a floor hockey team, would have been more popular than that. A men's team. Okay? All I'm trying to say is they were dirt. Nobody gave a shit about the Bruins when Peter no, Shirelli took over. Did he screw up hiring Dave Lewis as his first coach? You're oh, goddamn good, right he did. But you know what? He correct, he cor- corrected that very fast. Load. We're clear. And, 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 and let's rewind, though. Before he took over, okay, are you going to tell me? Please spare me, Joel. Tell me you're not one of the guys who credits Jeff Gorton for Mark Savard as an oh, HR. I was just going to say his thing. But Patrice Bergeron getting the t- Rask trade. No, uh, but please don't. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. Dude, I totally agree with you. But please don't tell me that Jeff Gordon got Zidane Char to sign a contract here. Well, Zidane was in Ottawa, so that was probably Shirelli, yes. And where's Mark Savard live? Where's he from? Is he from Ontario? He's from Ottawa. Well, there you go. Who's and he, a happy birthday who, to Mark Savard. Who, who, is he, who is he friends with? Mark Savard. Okay. Um, Mark me. Savard and Zidane O'Char became Bruins because of Peter Chiarelli. I'm sorry yeah. for the Bruins if we're ratting you out right now and you broke some rules, but we know what's up. I'm telling you that that's fact. So please spare me that. Okay? And that was the start of the turnaround. And from mm-hmm. there on, he went True. all in. He went all in. And he, and yes, yes, did he sacrifice the future? Did he make some kind of, you know, spur the moment signings? Let's lock this guy in because he's part of our chemistry. Yeah, You're oh, goddamn yeah. right he did. But what do the Good Red Sox do? What do the Patriots do? They do the same thing. But no, unfortunately for way Peter, better at it. But unfortunately for Peter, it didn't turn out that way. Nope. Okay? But he did what he had to do to make the Bruins relevant again in this city, and he accomplished that. And for that, that is why I defend Peter Chiarelli. And I think it's bogus that that people will look and say, well, if he signs, if he signs Dreisel to this contract, he's screwing up the... He doesn't control what the Bruins do. The Bruins do what they do. And Don Sweeney is his own man, and he's going to do what he does, and I'm, I'm sure he would want us to say that. So I think this bogus stuff about Chiarelli is is affecting the Bruins still with how Pasternak's contract is signed. 
it's the ghost bullshit. It's bullshit. He haunts us. He haunts us, Jimmy. He's a fucking ghost. He haunts us. He's I, not I, a my ghost. Whole thing, my whole thing is... Your ghost, we, we already discussed the ghost. Jimmy, Jimmy, I, let me get the floor, my friend. <laughs> 2014, what do you do for that team to make at the trade deadline to get them over the hump and probably have them probably win another cup? What, is that Mazaros? I'm sorry, was 2014 Mazaros? I'm pretty sure. So. Did nothing. His trade deadline moves were shit, beside Peverly and Kelly, okay? Outside those guys, they were shit. you got to agree with that. They were terrible. He was not good at the trade deadline at all. He did nothing at the trade deadline. He's given out no, no yeah. trade clauses on candy. Shane Knighty was a good character guy. Yeah. Oh, that well, that was the cup year. That's when they won the cup. I mean, yes. I'm talking about after the cup. Oh, what, okay. what did he do? Post cup, what did he do for a trade deadline? Nothing I re- that I recall. Brian Rolston, Zamner, uh, who's the I mean, uh, who's the other clown? Hey, uh, Mike. Ma- totally agree with you, man. But Mike, Mike but Motto. Here's I mean, a question: If we do get Mr. Jacobs on our podcast from the Hall of Fame in Toronto in November, um, <laughs> here that's a question we ask him. Should we that not ask good. Jeremy Jacobs? Was he acting under your orders? Did he have restraints on him? We'll look him right in the eye and we'll ask him that. Because I'm telling you right now, I am telling you right now, from people that are currently in the Bruins organization, he had restraints on him after they won a cup until he was fired. I'm telling you that. That's a, As far right, as I'm so concerned, he- that's fact. He so had, he was and and he's on restraint. People say, "Well, wait," but he but they spent to the cap. Well, no. If you look at it, they didn't spend to the cap. Every year after that, they kind of they went down a little, a little more, a little more, a little more, and then when Sweet took over a lot more. I'm telling you, there were restraints. He was not acting alone. Did he make mistakes? Yes, and he has told me that. He probably won't go on record right now and say that, but I've, <laughs> I've had him say to him, yeah, I made mistakes. But Jordan I'm Boyd, telling uh, you, there needs to stop being the singling out of him and of the coach. There needs to stop being that. I'm not saying Claude Julian is free of mistakes at all. And, and you can ask anyone who covered the Bruins with me from 2007, okay, from 2007-08 season, Till I stopped covering them in 2013, you can ask anyone. Cole Julian, I'm not like uh, you know, like the uh, the the pet here, the teacher's pet. Trust mm-hmm. me, man. Cole Julian got mad at me plenty of times. I've had on the record and off the record conversations where he's completely blasted me. But I'm telling you, there were orders from above, and as we go on this summer. I promise you we'll discuss this. Until then, this is Jimmy Murphy. He's Joe Gill. This has been another edition of the Bruins Beat here on CLNS Media. We'll talk to you next time.